but I just think Quan isn't a good character. Ah, uh, why? 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 And I could give two shits about Madrid. Come on, guys. Why, what are we doing? Master Chief's ass. I didn't expect that. What the fuck is this? I'm really confused on what they're gonna do. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Halo P.O.D.S.T. Season 2, Episode 3. Is it Visgrad? Is that how they're saying it? Visigrad? Yes. I well, I thought it, I thought it was Visgrad, but whatever. Yeah. Point is, we're episode I, three. I, I don't know. It's not, it's not a Russian like Stalingrad. Just mm. Visigrad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I want to get into spoiler-free thoughts, and then we'll do, like break down the episode and talk about it. Uh, spoiler. So spoiler, off the top, spoiler. yeah, off the top of our heads here, spoiler-free. What do we What do we feel about this episode, Sparks? How, what did you think? How do I feel about it? It's uh, convenient, frustrating. Um, altogether though, not bad. No. It, it's very it's it, it definitely feels like one of those down episodes before we hit a climactic high like we've kind of been doing yeah. this in waves uh, and it like honestly i don't have a problem with this being a slower episode knowing that episode four is going to be such a big oh no, it's, it's the one they've been talking about the one yeah. they've been hyping up so the big mid-season epic fight scene that's going to be a, seemingly like one take and and this one sets up it's very in not the same way as the first season, it's very drama laden. Mm. There, there's a lot of interpersonal drama going on because it's you know setting up for all of that before some giant redemptive swing. Uh, but that's again like bordering on spoilerific territory. It's just again, it's a very down episode coming from one and two, or hell, even just mm. one, which had our great fight sequence, and then two, which was kind of you know, still teetering down, down, and then we're going to get a wild erratic swing up for the four just to really kind of supercharge everything. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the thing that sucks about it being weekly, but it's it's just because I think that that was a smart way to end that episode and build to, to episode four. I agree that overall I don't think it... We were just talking about it before we reco started recording. It was... Like that first season is so mediocre to bad that most of what is happening in the second season, even when it is slow and it's kind of doing the things that we didn't like from the first season, it's still better written. I feel like in this season than the first season, it, it doesn't. It doesn't suffer from the, a lot of the same problems, which feels like really ham-fisted drama. Uh, especially weird relationship stuff or some weird subterfuge. It's all very surface level. Although this one, we're still kind of bordering on some people with some mysterious intentions that really aren't that mysterious. I, I don't know. There, I have complicated feelings in part on a lot of the things that they've been doing in these last couple episodes and the things they've been setting up to be paid off here. They're, 
iffy to me. I was actually surprised at how focused this episode is on Ackerman. And we'll talk about it here in a minute. We'll get into spoilers. But I I think that I didn't mind the 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 more lenient towards the drama aspect of it. Mostly because I think I like Ackerman's character. And you get a little bit of a... You, I I know I think it's interesting that they try and play up a little bit of sympathy for him, because at the end of the day, in this episode, you're still gonna think that Hal- Halsey is still the main villain, and she is, and I think they do. Well, other than the Covenant. Other than the Covenant, yes, yeah, she's the human villain, I should say. Um, so yeah, let's just jump into it, man. Let's uh, break down this episode. Yeah, um, you know, it it starts as most episodes do, where. Silver Team is traveling off to, uh, you know, Visengrad, that reach outpost where Cobalt had apparently had run off to or been discovered to have run off to at the end of episode two. And and uh, can I say something about how (sighs) this is where I have weird weird complaints with this show? Well, one hand, I I, we we said in, in the season one recap where it was like, okay. We're not going to complain about him not wearing a helmet the whole time. We understand that, but then I see the scenes from the first uh, couple up ep- or the the first episode, and I see scenes here where I'm like, these guys like he can perfectly emote with his helmet on. You know what I mean? I, I I just feel like I've noticed more in this season that they worked more with like having the actors express more in the suits or be more comfortable expressing themselves more in the suits. It's, and well, it's not an action piece. I just feel like even in this, we saw more character. Well, it, it's a difficult, uh, d- difficult balance to strike. There is getting someone to emote without seeing their face, but at the same time, not being, o- not overdoing it. So I can, mm. I can see the difficulties. Yeah. Uh, not overacting that. and being cartoonish. Yeah. Um, although speaking of cartoonish, uh, so, uh, back to, uh, so we get to, we get down to vi- the Visegrad region and we get this really like weird ominous feeling because they're not getting any response from, uh, from Cobalt or the comm relay. Uh, it's just, you know, static. So mm-hmm. that, uh, that's going on. And while that's going on, we also keep like cutting back to Reyes who apparently just like fell asleep trying to transcode that weird yeah. message. Man, what a weirdly edited sequence. It it is. They 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 made some choices, I'll say that much. Uh, I get what they were trying to do, but even while it's happening, I was still you know, I was still like, wait a minute. Are they going to do this? They can't be doing that. Are they doing this? Like I don't think it was conveyed well. Mhm. Um so, so they get to the comm relay, and just fucking nobody's there. I guess the power is down. And, yeah. uh, you know, e- even somebody's lunch is just sitting there. And you get, uh, you know, uh, Vanek who comments, you know, they must have left in a hurry. Um, which is actually really weird to me. Um, the reason I, I, I say that uh, is because, you know, the, the kick on the power, and you get the same mysterious garbled noise that Reyes was working on and what Chief heard on sanctuary and like i've never heard anything like this i heard it on sanctuary like yeah we we get it man you guys have been kind of beating that drum for a minute uh but what's what's weird to me is changed him man 
But what, what's weird to me is we know that this is that same outpost that uh, the Covenant were seen invading at the end of Episode 2, where they found the uh, the cradle. Mm -hmm. uh, we know that Cobalt disappeared somewhere around here. But where the fuck are the bodies? Like, yeah. motherfuckers were just getting slayed left and right. Uh, Everybody left in a hurry, but where are the bodies? Yeah, they, they left so fast, they just, you know... Garpered off a bunch of fucking corpses. I don't, I don't understand. Uh, so then, you know, they hear this door banging, and Chief goes down to inspect it. When they get to the door, fucking O and I jackboots just make their presence known out of nowhere, which is very interesting to me because on one hand, they knew that he was going there. I don't think it was much of a mystery because I don't think he, you know, actually tried to hide the condor that he was flying. Mm -hmm. But also. How far behind were they? And again, where the hell are the bodies? Is this like some weird O and I thing where like they set people ahead to scrub to you know clean up to make it look like nothing happened and then left and then saw the chief was coming here and came back? I I'm really Yeah, I don't know why they took so long to make their presence known because <laughs> It do, yeah, it doesn't until they're about to open the door. Very, very convenient, dramatic timing. Yeah. Um, so it, it was really funny. Um, I, I, I don't know what the hell is going on there. So then Chief goes down, or the uh, the, the jackboots come down, and then actually one really funny line that actually came up here, and I I, I thought it was like cartoonishly written. The uh, the leader of that O&I squad is like, I can't even describe the amount of shit you're in. And Kai being the fucking Chad she is. Like, I can't even describe what's about to happen to your face. What? Yeah. The, yeah. What? <laughs> Who wrote that line? Uh, good stuff. That That's like season one level writing there, guys. Who who says that? Yeah. It's like a, a, like a seventh grader comeback there. Well, yeah, your face. I, oh my God. I'm going to, I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> Uh, um, but I, I, so, but I did, I will say, I, I appreciate that they were trying to go for something there. They were trying to some build some tension, give a little, you know, horror elements. Cause there are that with the flood and things like that. There is that in the halo lore. So just not uh, here. It, it was nice to see them kind of play that up a little bit, but it was just weirdly edited because this door was like stuck. It was like a jar and it kept smack kept tapping open and shut mm -hmm. and in the meantime it's cut to where Perez is tapping her finger on the table because she fell asleep trying to transcribe the covenant yeah audio. Her, her, her finger tap is matching the rhythm of the door so and that's what I'm like what are we trying to say here and that because like in my head for a minute I'm like are they trying to say she's causing the door problems and she's somehow like telepathically connected to that because that's kind of weird and then another thing was like or are we just trying to be cute with the editing? I, I think just... they're just like trying to build dramatic tension. Yeah. And I get what they were doing, but I just, at first, because they've already done some really weird things, like, I don't know, make Master Chief have sex with that woman. So I'm I, I'm up for, I, I think anything could happen. Sure, sure. Um, so then, you know. I'm never going to let him forget that. So, so then Chief opens the door and nothing's there, but he's like, they were here. I can prove it. Uh, okay. You want to make with the proving? Go. 
Yeah. Where's yours, buddy? Yeah, no, <laughs> go for it. Uh, so, and, and then it's, you know, it's kind of revealed there that, you know, this wasn't an official mission and Fleetcom has been sent to bring them back. Because, you know, they're in a shitload of trouble because, you know, Chief kind of just went rogue here. Uh, it, it, it's kind of weird because, uh, like, you know, they're doing this whole the mission was fabricated and he lied to his squad and now their faith and trust in him is broken. And it's really kind of just like pulling them apart before bringing them back together, you know, later on in the season. Like, I will say I did enjoy that scene because of the the conversation with Keys where he's like, did you even try to defend us? And he's like, I'm the only reason you're not court martialed right now. Yeah, that was like, a that was a weirdly cheap shot in the moment. Yeah, because he's like, motherfucker, you stole a, th-, and then but it was even funnier because it was after him explaining everything that he did. Like you fucking stole a ship, you took your armor, which you're not supposed to do, and you went rogue and did your own personal mission when you were told to be grounded. You should be court-martialed, dickhead. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, what's really funny to me though is that while he's explaining everything. They're doing this whole thing, and I feel like I, I don't know what they're trying to do here. Like, is O and I just like trying to gaslight Chief for some reason? Because like he goes like, "Oh, like you know, uh, Cobalt, Cobalt, they disappeared, and then Keys pulls up their flight plan, and they went somewhere completely different." And he's like, "No, no, they changed it." Like, what? What does this accomplish? Like, yeah. w- we know the audience. Well, knows. no, no, I, I think that's I think that was what O and I is trying to do. They're trying to make him seem like because, yeah, we'll get to it late in the episode. But we have this conversation with uh, Ackerman and Kai later that, again, I think, yeah, that was their intention was to gaslight him and to think that he's going insane, that he was like clearly still affected by the art artifact and. And all that shit from season one. And I, I don't, I don't see their point. This doesn't make any sense. It, like, I, I, I'm stumbling over my words. You know what it feels like? It feels like evil corporate. Like they're just like, well, they have to be the evil opposing thing, so they're just evil, and they do evil things to be evil. Like they are going to such great lengths to gaslight him. Like, like I said, back over at uh, Visegrad, like all of the bodies were gone, and we saw a fucking massacre happen. So we know, A, that McKee is back, B, that the Covenant has been on reach, and that Cobalt is fucking dead, but they're, like, doing everything they can to, like, just destroy and erode any faith in him for some reason. And, you know, maybe it it ties back to this idea that, you know, they know that the Covenant's coming and they're not trying to cause a panic. So if you bring Master Chief in, obviously they're going to want to try to fight, which O&I doesn't want to do. And it just, it blows my mind. I don't know what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Well, I think like, I mean, I don't, I know we kind of try and stick to what's happened in the episode, but I think it, I think it's an Ackerman thing. I think Ackerman has a serious vendetta against Halsey and a serious vendetta against the Spartans. And I think he wants to tear them down by tearing down John. That and that and that must be it because that's the only rational. That's the ex- only yeah. That's the only explanation because, like you just pointed out, everything else would be fucking dumb, beyond dumb. Because there are so many resources you're committing to this, what feels like a prank. I don't, yeah, I don't understand. 
Uh, but the long and, and then short, to get fucking keys, who like was so remorseful about things that happened in that first season, to just be like, yeah, I'm gonna take it for its fucking word because they're my boss. And it's like, did you learn nothing? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But long and short is, Chief gets benched until he gets a psyche eval, which leads to a moment that I kind of thought was gonna be better and was still kind of good. So he gets into an elevator with two Marines who are gonna take him to his psyche eval, and in the back of my head, I'm like. Holy shit, are we going to get a Winter Soldier moment here with Chief and two Marines? No. No, we didn't. But it was still pretty good because he just, like, took them out. Yes, it was effective because it showed just, again, how fucking useless the Marines are and how much stronger the Spartans well, are. Okay, like, okay, so I don't want to get too far into spoilers, but that actually is really funny to me because we had a moment at the well, I end. I thought we were already in the spoiler areas. And... We were, like, way ahead of the where we're at in the story so that moment like ah. way later on when he's ta- when he's like done talking to Perengoski and he's getting up to oh, leave man and what the fuck was that i was like come on well it was really funny to me is though what a tease he but what's funny to me is as he's getting up to leave all these other people are gonna you know they jump up like they're gonna fucking like try to fight him i'm like are you insane it's the master chief, dude. He's a like, fuck, what he's not, are you? not even just a ma- not even He's I'm a Spartan. He's a goddamn Spartan. What are you gonna do? He's genetically modified. To like, whoop your ass. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, no, all, Put that all on a t shirt. All, all of that goes on. Uh so Chief decides to go rogue by not going to his psyche eval. Uh and then we kinda cut to, so like season, like episode two, we're doing this whole thing where we're kind of cutting around uh, a bunch of multiple plot lines that'll all kind of converge later on. Uh, we cut we cut to Riz, and she's kind of after this betrayal by Chief, quote unquote. Uh, she's kind of feeling adrift, and she's really kind of like reflecting on what Lewis was talking about, the former Spartan, about having a life after being a Spartan. Also, time out real fast. I feel like Riz and Vanek can eat shit if they're going to be mad at Master Chief for lying to them. Honestly, I don't know After how. After they had a fucking drag-out brawl with him in the first season. Honestly, and we're going to probably kill him at a different episode, too. Honestly, I don't know how Vanek feels. We really haven't covered him at all. Yeah, that's the one. So far, they have kind of dropped the ball with him. Like I like, back to where we are in this, like, the episode, again, I like the Riz stuff. I like... That she is, again, talking to, um, I can't remember his name. The guy that... Lewis? What? Lewis? Lewis, that's right, yeah. Like, that scene with him and his husband and, like, just them having dinner together, I was like, I, again, enjoy that. Well, that was actually kind of interesting because they never really directly addressed that one in season two. So, apparently, he's in some sort of relationship with the masseur that he sent Riz to. Um, and she, I don't even know that she was aware of it because when she, you know, decided to go to Lewis's house, he happened was, to be yeah, there and they started referring to each other with, you know, affectionate terms. Babe and yeah. And I was like, oh, well, okay. You know, whatever. I, yeah. I don't I, think I'm sure there's thought that either. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's certain social media personalities out there who will get in a no, fucking yeah. huffy about it, but you know, oh, fucking well, um, but you, yeah, they will because you know they made X Men woke. Yeah, because you don't understand X Men <laughs> at all. Because X Men was never woke ever. <laughs> yeah, um, but anyway, I digress. But but anyways, she's basically just like pondering life, you know, after being a Spartan. So that's 
going on. And she's kind of just dealing with all of that. Uh, and, and there's a lot. There's not a lot to say there. It's kind of just following where episode two was taking. It's just kind of growing that. Uh, so cutting away, big reveal. The cobalt bodies were found days ago, and they've been brought to Reach. Again, what, like, what does this, like you're saying, how does this help your situation at all? At all, ONI. Like, why would you hide this? And then when we see the bodies, Ackerman says, no, we're going to say they're missing. We're not going to report their death. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I, I, why? Like, like I said, I think he's just, like, trying not to cause, like, some sort of mass panic because I guess they're not going to be able to ev- evacuate everybody and they don't want to fight because he's run all the simulations with Cortana and everything oh ends up God. with Reach yeah. falling. It's like, okay. And again, Key's showing back to me like, hey, this isn't a fucking simulation. We need to solve this. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> Key, turns out the entire time Keys has been in the dark. Everyone above Keys knew what was going on. So, like, especially after he, you know, just got done tearing Chief a new asshole. Oh, hey, look at that. Who's the asshole now? Yeah. And this um, whole time, John was actually trying to prevent all of this. But, you know. Well, and, but, you know, suits are suits. I uh, got to say, I, I feel like, again, it doesn't it just feel like Owen oh, and I. Uh, you could say the whole panic thing. But it really does feel like O and I is just being evil to be evil for, for you know, like, evil corporation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I, so Ac- I like it still. I like Ackerman. Yeah. Well, Ackerman asks uh, Keys, you know, if he can count on him because he's basically, you know, trying to get him in line and, you know, get him to evacuate. Because they've already evacuated all the essential assets, basically, your higher ups mm-hmm. and your rich people. And, yeah, that's where Keys says, this is my home. And then Ackerman says, it's my home, too. Well, and yeah, I'll, we'll touch on him and his home here in a, a minute because there's a there's a weird little uh, a little subplot he's got going on that I man I I don't know I this it, was I, his episode man like, I think like he I, I actually feel like his subplot there was a little ham fisted um but but anyway so Keys basically what, what Ackerman asks him if he can count on him Keys tells him to go fuck himself and then I'm not paraphrasing that's what he said. Yeah. Um, and, and and it's like, I, how could you expect to... Like, the difference between Keys and Ackerman, although if I remember right, Ackerman said that he used to serve. Uh, Yeah. Which I guess fi- I find really, really weird because... Yeah, yeah, because Chief says to him, it's nice to have someone who served uh, to work with us. Yeah, that's really weird because Keys also used to serve, but he feels very differently about it. Like, they almost take, like, the idea, Ackerman running with the idea of pragmatism, and then just dialing that up to 11, almost into, like, pure cynicism. Yeah, borderline, yeah, cynicism, nihilism shit. Um, So, basically, uh, Ackerman and all of the, quote-unquote, essential people, again, rich and powerful, all leave reach to, you know, Mm, for everyone else to just fucking die. Which is how it would happen (laughs) in real life. That's how it's going to happen. Yep. Um, so then we cut to Perrin Gosky. Turns out she never left the OSI. She's in the OSI and she's basically been misleading chief this whole time because the gaslighting of chief will continue again. (laughs) I I just, what, what, what point, I guess the, I understand the level of having her being like a spy to just figure out what he's thinking. But like, 
Why would you show your cards at the end of that? Like, it's not going to matter next episode. Because what? How did she think that? Like, even if she thought she was a smooth talker, how did you think? It, in like, what world would her decision be after he tells her everything he does and how he feels about O and I? Why would he be like, go back? You know what? Go back and work from the inside and keep keep your head down and don't cause any trouble. Kiss and, all the asses you can. Kiss all the asses and get their trust and but you know then and you you'll can get a medal. Make your move and then he's pretty much like, oh, so you're and then that I, I actually like this moment of him being like, how long have you been or did you ever really leave the ONI? Like him figuring out, and then like you said, a fake out completely because all these other guys. Like he clocks one of them, so and then that's how he knows that she's a spy. And then you see like three or four guys come out to fight him, and you're like, "Oh, maybe fight we're gonna him. see Chief." That's cute. Chief fight out of his suit. This would be kind of cool to see him like, and it, you know, gives Pablo something to do outside of the suit. Nope, he just walks out. Again, it's not a fight; it's a fucking massacre. But I would want to see it. And I know people would bitch and be like, well, why are we seeing Chief do this outside of his suit? I'm like, I don't care. I think it would be cool. Um, so, but like, yeah. it's just wasted opportunity. And I just don't get it. It's like the show, I see them trying. I see them trying to make a better show. But then they still weigh themselves down by not just fucking committing to something. You're not going to have Chief in his suit? Fine. Make him do something cool outside of his suit then. But also- it's, He's an action star. But Make also, it a, I, I feel like all of this Perengowski bullshit has just been completely pointless. Like, What a waste. Why would you reveal that so early? It, it's not even why would you reveal it. Like, If you look at it in the grand scheme of things, they could have cut this and it would have you never would have known the difference. Like For a minute there, you felt like, oh, he had a confidant, someone he could like try to help work his hey, way through the inside. And, oh. Sparks, Psst, I, I know how you make that. I know how you make it worth my worth a while on the show. Oh, oh. You have a fucking fight scene. You have a climactic end to that. If you're because if you're gonna close that loop, okay, put well, a period on it. Or unless and, you know, unless he's decking her, I don't see it. Again, you wasted all of our time. That's not even. Not, like, that's it, not even it, like a but payoff. at least, but at least I'd get something out. Like for me, oh, maybe for not you. you, but but for me, I would get something out of it with him having a, a, a actual fight scene and like doing something cool. Oh, I'm sure that'll be in the next episode, him doing all the fighting. That's not what no, this episode was. I guarantee you that episode, we'll, we'll save it at the end of, the show, end of, the, end of this show, because uh, we'll, we'll give yeah. our predictions for episode so, four. So but, we so we leave all of that melodrama, and then we go to another brand of it with Ackerson chatting with Halsey, basically him gloating before leaving her to die in the invasion. Um, and then there's this great reveal that they actually kind of revealed earlier in the episode was that the girl that they've been tormenting Halsey with, who's a Flash clone that just keeps fucking dying, her name Julia, it's actually a Flash clone of his sister, uh, who was part of the Spartan program and died during the augmentations done by Halsey. Which, again, a very effective scene, because in that scene where you've been hating Ackerman for a while... And you you like you view I like the idea is there for him to be the main villain, but then Halsey still comes in, and it's funny because you're seeing these two characters with like the biggest of egos constantly butt heads, and so she has to get the last word on him and say like 
And yeah. I don't think I don't think she felt remorse about Julia. I think she was just saying that to dig the knife in him. No, no. I, like it, it's funny because the whole moment was about each other trying to like get that one final just that jab, uh, because I, he's doing all of this to fuck with her. Basically, like, hey, yep. Uh, all everything you've done, it, it's all going to be the base for everything. And she turns that around she, on him. You gave us the foundation. Yeah. Uh, but what's really interesting to me is it turns out that Halsey is not a complete monster because she actually remembers every person who was in the Spartan program. Like, uh, I, I know, like, you know, you can, like, go on and paint her as a socio- sociopath. And I think it's uh, been a little bit more nuanced since season one. Uh, well, and you could say that's because that's a clone, too. Yeah. Because this is the real Halsey, apparently. Well, yeah. Well, no, the sociopathy goes way deeper than that. I mean, kidnapping kids was. No, yeah, she's still still a villain. She's still a. But I think okay, I, I can kind of see. I didn't pick up on this, but I I, I think there's an interesting perspective. Like I think there's actually a lot more nuance where I actually think where we took the, a lot of you know this idea that Halsey was a complete monster in season one, and then we start out season one with Ackerman, and I think in this scene they kind of switched places a little bit where Ackerman kind of became the bigger villain and Halsey actually became a little bit more sympathetic, got a little more humanity about her in all of this. I mean, and they really tried to drive it home in season one that everything she was doing was actually for the good of everyone. She just knew that there were a lot of moral chunks being taken out of her soul. Again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm I'm not not justifying the decisions. I just find it funny that because I I do agree, but for me, I kind of had a different read on it. I had a read on it that she was because I think what you're saying, I think that's a good uh, observation of it. But I think there is that other layer of him, her being, I have to like you said, we have to one up each other, and then and I kind of liked it. It was fun to have this like little rivalry. And yeah, I felt like Halsey, in my opinion, became more the villain. But then, when the scene ends, I'm like, "Oh, See, Ackerman, that was awesome!" Like I was like, "Oh, okay." Like again, I'm but, invested. But You're giving me a, car- a confrontation I want. But everything Ackerman's been doing in regards to Halsey, like everything Halsey has done up until her little tantrum at the end of season one has been pure altruism. She's doing everything in the service of something else. But she's still kidding. Everything uh, we're seeing him do, especially to her, is complete and utter pettiness. But I still don't think that what she did, and I know you're not defending it, but what I'm saying is she still did that. She still kidnapped those kids. She still made those clones that would die and even make it even more traumatic and, and... you know, have parents of these kids that die. Yeah. And I, it's not, it's not, she's not, her soul isn't saved here. I'm the, the, the larger point here is between the two of them, he's actually worse. She's not as bad because she actually still carries the weight of her actions inside, but doesn't let her, let it define her. Okay, okay. I, I understand your perspective, and I do agree with you on a one a, a level that Ackerman is clearly more evil here. Because <sighs> him bringing in Soren... Oh, it's petty. Is petty as shit, and I fucking love it, because that makes him a villain. But, 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 every, but everything he's done here... Uh, between but I don't... But I again, it goes back to... I don't think I had the same read on Halsey as you did, and you might be right, but... 
My interpretation on it was she, again, remembered that because of, like, she had to drive that home with with Julie, uh, Julia and the fact that I, I don't think it was because it, she was hurt by it. I think she was just doing it to fuck with him. Oh, it's never been that she's hurt by it, but the fact that she still actually carries that, because a sociopath, they would have just let the kid die and that was the end of it. So the fact that she actually still carries she it try- with her. Yeah, that she tried to clone. Okay. I, yeah. yeah, like, and the fact that, I you gotta know. see that. And, and everything that she's been through in this little torture cell with the, uh, the fucking pomegranate tree. You know, it was there's a there's a level of remorse to it because it's a story that she's carried with her and then seeing it burned. It's like, you know, your greatest hits of however dickery being played out in front of you. However, because of her own actions and her choices, I can in some level, in some way, not fully because he is clearly being a petty, petty, evil person here. But like I said earlier, he has a vendetta against her and against this program because he lost his sister. And so I, on some level, understand why he treats her the way he does because of her choice to fucking kidnap his sister. Okay. And then she died. And he was lied to about her. See, and that's the interesting thing. If it was kidnapped, then you would know. Because even even his father knew that she was dead and the mom was dead. But he knew, which either means that he ascended to the levels, but there would be a level of clearance that would come with that, too. Um, and I, I, think we, we talk, have, I think it's because he talked to Cortana. I think Cortana told him. Possibly. Why I, wouldn't she? Show, don't tell. But see, this right here shows that there's some level of good writing in this show, that there's two characters that we spent so much time talking about just talking to each other. It's possible. The, the difference but, is, like, the growth in Halsey is, like, again, really nuanced, where everything they're doing with Ackerman, Acker, Ackerson is just petty. Like, you know, especially with this chief this chief gaslighting and leaving the vast majority of people of reach to die. And, and lying about or not telling anybody about the the cobalt team actually being dead, lying saying they're missing. And and then on top of that, okay, so bringing the Soren thing full around here. So bear in mind the Soren has been out in the wind for decades. And clearly it has never really bothered the UNC, UNSC until exactly. Ackerman got Exactly. They head went on. after him just to have him have that confrontation with Halsey. So once again, petty. Petty and why? This is like some because of like oh because my God. because he's he's driven by emotion, not by logic. It's all because of Ackerman. And, and he could give a shit less what the Covenant really does. Clearly, and and, and that's and that's what's and and I think that's where An interesting we see, villain. And that's where <laughs> we see the switch off. You you would come out of season one thinking that Halsey was the goddamn devil. But then we get into season two and we get somebody who is clearly much more morally bankrupt than her. Again, her her shit's not good, but his is worse because she's doing hers in service. His is just for fucking pettiness and vengeance. And then the end of that, too, the with him visiting his father before he leaves to kind of tell him, hey, it's happening. We're going to lose reach. And he said, you remember what I told you to never 
or he's well, his dad says you remember what I told you and you said he says to never let them take you alive. Yeah. Well, so okay, so that's actually the this is the the so-called uh backstory for Ackerson. So apparently his dad is suffering from some sort of like Alzheimer's or dementia or senility. Which Not is really ca- sure. It's touched on in the last episode. Well, and he had said in this uh he had said in this one that he was senile. Um, so that might be it. I'm not a doctor and I'm not going to delve into that. Uh, but then they kind of like mirror that with the way that he's gaslighting chief with a, this idea that he's not himself. And he actually kind of like brings it around when he's talking with Kai somewhere about the middle of the episode. It's like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, well, sometimes, you know, people, they change and they're not. They don't, they don't come back is what he said. Yeah. Fuck you, man. You've been gaslighting him this entire time. Like all He's things- been right the whole way, and you and you know that. Yeah. But you're gaslighting him. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're basically taking his experience with his father, and they're, like, trying to apply it to Chief. And I think it just feels really forced and awkward. Like, they try to do this, like, this sympathy angle, but then they completely undercut it with his pettiness. And I, I, it, it's really bothersome because we, you know, we've only known Ackerson for the better part of three episodes. And I feel like if we haven't really gotten enough time to sit with it, it just comes off cheap. Mm. Um, so, so, but anyway, so that builds up. And then after the whole interaction with Halsey, he goes, he goes and he euthanizes his father before the invasion starts because you don't let them take him alive. Yeah. And before he does that, he brings in a final Julia clone to die oh next to him. Like what a, what a fucking weirdo, man. Yeah. Like, like I said, you can hate Halsey all you want, but I think, no, oh, yeah, Ackerman's a piece of shit, and I love it. Like I said, I he's I like it. He's he's a villain that I really want to see get his ass kicked, and um, it's effective. Yeah. So all of this is going on, um, and then we cut back to Chief after the Perengoski situation. He catches up to Perez at a church, um, and it turns out that strange message that we've kind of been alluding to all episode, maybe since Sanctuary is actually a prayer, a kind of warning from the Covenant that they're coming to kill them. Um, she's basically Dakota that. I, I, okay, I have some weird questions on this one. Mm. But, but, uh, starting with the fact, you know, obviously they've firmly established that Perez was in communications because they can't shoot where the dam. Okay? Yeah. So in season one... Oh, that's uh, a good point. Yeah, that, yeah, that uh, would make Miranda, sense. I figure that out. Yeah, Miranda could barely understand Sangheili, and she was one of their alien specialists. She had to bring in the Spartans to break down it uh, based on their interactions with grunts. Yeah. Why in the name of hell can Perez just, like, understand this <laughs> fluently? Um, You know, I, 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 yeah, you got to suspend your disbelief for that one. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I don't have hell. a good, uh, truthfully, I don't have a good retort to that because, uh, yeah, I don't. In that, six you're months, right. It doesn't just, make sense. In, in six months, we've just handed around a, a guidebook on uh, Singheili, apparently. Um, um, but at the end of that, uh, I, at, I, at I will end, say I did uh, like this interaction a lot. No, it, it, it was nice. Um, at the end of that message was a name, uh, Vargatanai, uh, basically the covenant big bad coming to fuck shit up on reach bring you the head of the demon yeah and he is death and all of that and actually uh, i'd read this somewhere online and i think it's an interesting thing to consider could vargat and i 
be the silver line or silver timeline arbiter. That is what I thought. That is what I thought when he was talking. I was like, this, this is how they're going to do their, the version, their version of the arbiter mm-hmm. is what I was thinking. Now, the, and... names, the names are completely different because Vargat and I uh, is the bad here. And then in the games, it's Thel Vadam. Yeah. Uh, or however the hell you pronounce it. Um, it could, yeah, it could just be a big bad, but that I would like. I, that's exactly where my head went. I uh, I even thought they were going to end it with saying when he says I, and I think this is intentional. But is when he says I am, and then it says death. Mm-hmm. There's a pause, and I was like, I am the arbiter. As I thought, what they were going to say. <laughs> you were just looking for it. I was like, because you know, I mean, it's such an easy. Easter egg, and then yeah, and just I I just was like, oh oh no, we're not doing that. Okay, so it makes me think that they may not do it, but I would not be surprised if this is how they do their arbiter. Yeah, um, and also during that we do get a clip of Vanek. He goes to his locker and he grabs a brown paper bag of something, and then he stares at the the board for some reason. I don't know. What's going on there? I guess he's, it's a cobalt thing. I, he, yeah, he saw something. I don't know if he was like wondering about cobalt. Um, that would be, I think that's the implication. It must have been. I wasn't really sure, but I, st- I took a second to look at it. Like There were more Spartan teams than I had realized. Cause we had cobalt, silver, gold, blue, omega, alpha. Um, so <laughs> yeah. there's more that we haven't been talking about. That's cool. Uh, I was but, really bummed that they were dead, though. I was like, really? Yeah, we're gonna have more Spartans this season. What the fuck? Maybe, maybe they'll come in later. A couple oh, of them I'm sure, are on yeah. active deployment. Well, I, again, I am legit interested in what they're gonna do with episode four, um, especially how this episode ends. So yeah, so then the this the episode ends with the first bomb falling. Which, okay, I'm not, I'm not Covenant. Minor critique here. Why not just start glassing immediately? Why drop? A bomb? Why even give them a chance? Yeah, yeah. what the fuck? <clears throat> gotcha. Hey guys, we're coming. Yep, just glass. Um, so yeah, You've so clearly that w- shown we can annihilate you with our advanced technology. So, th- but we want to give you a chance. Yep. Yeah, so that was the breadth of the uh, the reach plot for the episode. Now, naturally, with every good, you know, substantial plot, meaty, you know, easily digestible, there must be, of course, the uh, the fat to chew, aka the Quan plot. Oh, God. I didn't even have it pulled up. Nope. Nope. That's okay. I feel like it, it's we're going to end up overdoing it if we did. Well, come on. we got to do it every time. <laughs> well, it, you know what? Maybe maybe I'll put, I'll put it in. Uh, so, anyway. <laughs> I was going to try to pull it up on my phone. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway. So, we cut to the rubble. And I'm going to abbreviate this one as fast as I can. Uh, basically, Soren's wife, Lara... Uh, she runs into Quan just... while walking through the town, and Quan tells her that she's not safe. Fucking duh. Anybody with half a brain could have figured that out. Mm, uh, she yeah. fills her in on the danger that she and Kessler are in because Ruby Ann bought their crew, and their crew is going to turn on him and try to... Actually, what really cracks me up is it's all about that treasure that he got from uh, Madra... God, I want to say Madra Pool, but that's X-Men. Uh... Madrigal. Madrigal. See? Too many Madra, Madrigal, <laughs> uh, you know, just a box full of deuterium coins. But they're, you know, fucking pissy about it because he barely pays them. What are we doing? Well, uh, you know what? I'm actually going to take Soren's side on this one. You motherfuckers didn't do anything, so why should you get paid? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but again, what I don't, I just the, don't it, fucking it, it, it care. It pads the runtime. I don't care at all so, about any of this. So, uh, Soren's former crew, uh, you have Antares and Karina. And Antares actually seems like, at least in the initial points, like he might be not a terrible guy, but Karina is just kind of a dickhead. <laughs> like, just the most murderous bitch you ever did see. Not not an ounce of humanity in her. Bloodthirsty, man. Just yep, bloodthirsty. Apparently. Uh, but so they try to, like, capture Lier and Kessler at their home, basically trying to, like, bait them to come to the ship because, yeah, we definitely won't stab you. But since Lier is already on, in on the jig, she's like, no, no, I'll meet you there. Got to get my shit. Cool. Cool. Then Quan comes from the shadows and they all escape together. And then they try to blend in with the refugees and... This is what really cracked me the fuck up because you've got Kessler wearing his dad's fucking Spartan helmet. Motherfucker, you're going to stand out. Yeah. What the fuck did yeah. you bring that? <laughs> okay, so here's what makes me laugh. I hated so much of this because I'm like, I don't, what the fuck? Because my thing was like, I feel like this whole episode, we're going to talk, we're going to focus on Hall, a little bit of Halsey here. We're going to get a lot of Ackerman shit. We're going to keep building to what episode four is. Great. I can't like it's what there there's no purpose for any of this shit at all. At all. Convening. You could argue like, well, maybe we've got to connect Soren's family getting back to I don't fucking care. I don't care. I just don't fucking care. Quan makes no fucking sense in this season. Just as about as much sense as he made in the first season. Alright, alright. Hang hang on with me here. Like okay. none of this matters. Okay. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna insert a headcanon. And we're going to check on this later on. I think it's a matter of convenience <sighs> because Lear and Quan know that Soren got captured by the UNSC. They know that much. So they're going to go try to get him, which means they're going to reach. And maybe they'll die at reach. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. It's worse. It's worse. Oh, no. She's going to join Chief. Yep. They're all going to link back up oh. together at a really convenient point in time. Oh, my God. If that happens, then the Covenant f can fucking glass me. I'm out. Yep. Uh, so, getting back so to dumb. whatever it's this so bullshit dumb. is. Um, I'm sorry. I just yeah, no, no. She, she escapes with Quan. They blend with the incoming refugees. They manage to get onto Soren's ship. Uh, they try to escape, but Antares shuts the bay door just in time. And, of course, Liera. Everybody knows how to fly ships. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of convenient that everybody. It's just like, flying, just like driving a car. Everybody just knows how to do it. Sure, sure. Everybody knows how to drive. I guess that's their justification. Like they've, we at this point, humanity has figured out space travel. So I guess it's just but like everybody knows a car. everybody other's cars. It's pretty much. Um, so, Lyra decides to send Quan and Kessler to get onto another ship, and then Man, Quan I... decides to ditch Kessler and go save Lyra, who's currently being suffocated, uh, by Antares and Karina, while they're okay. trying to get the fucking deuterium from her the little box of it motherfucker can i, can I just say all of the all of this scene i already was against and didn't want to watch anyway and i was frustrated because i'm like what are we doing that's when paramount decides to have a glitch and i've been really annoyed with paramount all night long because uh, inside little behind the curtain here dear listener uh, I fell asleep watching this episode, 
and I was fighting falling asleep, but once Quan showed up, I fell asleep. So I'm already mad that when I have to finish watching this episode to do the show, I have to sit through the Quan shit again. And then the fucking app glitches out. So, like, when she is in that uh, the thing where it's taking out her oxygen, mm-hmm. Paramount Plus, because I have the ad tier, um, has the weirdest edit of all time where she's sitting there like she's running out of air and then there's just blood on the screen, on the, on the, uh, window part, right? Cuts to an ad. So I'm like, oh, that was weird. What a weird edit. Get out of the ad. Okay, here we go. Back to where I was. No, it jumps back 15 freaking minutes from where I paused it in the first place so I could put my son to bed. I was like... That I I had more fun talking about that than what actually happened in the episode, because uh, I just don't care about this shit. It's stupid. Actually, it's a cu- waste of my time. Out of out of curiosity, because I thought this was more of a problem with my smart TV. What smart TV are you using? I have like a Vizio 4K. Okay, uh, what's the OS? I I couldn't tell you. Yeah. So I have a uh, I have a Fire TV. And yeah, I thought, no, it, it's this is probably... just from the TV. Yeah, it's like its own. Like Vizio has their own like smart TV apps and shit. So it's I just thought, no, no, maybe, it's just, maybe it's just a you know a thing with the Fire TV app. But if you're having it, no, it's just a shit app. No, it's just a shit. It, it, I, it, when I use it on my PS4, it's still shit out really bad. When I use yeah, when I use it on my smart TV, it's shit out real bad. So yeah, it's just a dog shit app. <laughs> See, my, mine's always really funny about it because I'll like I'll be okay for the first you know. However long until the first commercial break, I'll go to the commercial and then I'll come back and it cuts back about 15 minutes. 15 goddamn minutes. Oh, and then sometimes they make you go through the ad tier again. I'm like, you are the ad part. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I already seen this. I already did this. And it and, it, and um, I had to restart the episode one time just so I could just get back to where I was because it just played through when I fell asleep. So that was whatever. But I tried to pause it. It wouldn't pause. So then I backed out of the episode. It said how much time I had left. I was like, oh, cool. It remembered. I click on it. It started the episode over again. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you got to be better. Your show has got to be amazing for me to deal with your stupid app. And it's just not cutting it here with the Quan shit. It's just, it's, oh, and they try to make her a badass in this episode and it doesn't work because. Turns out in six months, she became a hell of a killer. Well, because all that cool stuff, like, with her tapping on the pipe to make the noise and each of them goes in, was, like, a very, like, video gamey kind of thing, and I kind of thought it was funny a little bit. But have that scene, but then she goes, where's my son? And she's like, oh, I fucking left him. I, honestly, I think I'm actually okay with that one. What, what is that kid going to do? Not be killed on Reach? I, I can't. Well, that's true. Like... It, it gets him out of the way, and honestly, it's just a deadweight character, so it's True. okay. Like, later True. on, like, even if they have to I'm come, just saying that kid dies, it's later, on her. Oh, he'll be fine. He's going to a fucking refugee camp somewhere. It's basically like a sleepaway camp. I don't know. I, yeah, that's a good point, I guess. So, yeah. Quan, Again, I, get, I wasn't paying that much attention because I fucking hated it. Yeah, so Quan, Sorry. Kills, Quan kills them all, saves Lyra. And they decide either to go get Kessler or Soren. I'm not really sure which one. I don't care enough to look again. And uh, that was episode three. Ta-da. I don't. Sorry. 
I, I just, I don't even know what to say after that. He really brought my mood down because I totally was thinking we might have avoided talking about it at all. And then you made me have to relive it, and I'm still mad about it, okay? It, I, I nothing it. I don't yeah. care. I think if we're going to grade this episode, I would give it a C+. Plus. I think the, th- the well, I take that back. Uh, B minus. Because uh, the things that I liked worked really well, but there's just things that I just and I'm not even I'm not even going to talk about the Quan stuff because I've bitched enough about it. But uh, like I think that kind of brought it down a little bit for me because I really wanted to focus on what's happening on Reach. Uh, I go with a C. Um, the Quan stuff kind of brings it down. I think the uh, the Ackerman stuff kind of brings it down. I think it was just really hammy and overplayed like yeah like they could have organically spent time trying to build what kind of a villain he is and instead we did it in such an abbreviated time that it all just seems really fucking petty i don't know man i think that's why i kind of love it <laughs> feels lazy I don't know. And, I, and i get it it's an eight episode season so and it's a new character you have to find a reason to hate him quickly <laughs> apparently <laughs> Um, so, uh, prediction wise, clearly we're going to have the fall of reach here. Um, oh, yeah, everybody's getting fucking glassed. Yeah. Do we like prediction wise? Do we think that we are going to see, cause you and I, I think we might've talked about this. Do you think Vanek is actually going to die in this episode? Ah, hmm. Cause he's the one who's had the least amount to do this season and last season. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they're really just setting Riz up to die. Um. Yeah, I think I could. I could see that too. I could see Riz over Vanek just because. Yeah, they gave her more. Um, I'm. I God, I'm. I'm really struggling with this relationship between Kai and Chief. Yeah, it, it's it, a, it, it, like it borders on platonic, and then it keeps doing these weird little dives. Yeah, it's like it's it was like there is some sexual tension. I think this. there's something, and it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. I mean, we maybe maybe not sexual. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it is a weird vibe for sure. I I don't know. Yeah, I agree. It's a little weird. I and I'm sure we'll get something out of it. But I, like fuck it. God damn it! Do we need to put the pellets back in, people? Well, I think it. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think it's also interesting too that we we have all that build up we have this and i'm wondering how they're going to do it cuz we're going to have to get to a point and i'm wondering if that this this whole one shot thing is going to be focused on chief getting to his armor and if that is the case that would be pretty cool uh. cuz you'd have to think he's cuz i've seen shots like in that trailer where they him and silver team are fighting outside of their armor but you'd have to think they would get into their armor at some point. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if like that whole thing is following the, him to get to Silver Team, which actually I think is it would be a cool concept. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, hmm. I mean, we've removed the obvious. We we've removed the obvious bad. I think what's going to be really interesting is the reuniting of Soren and Sil- Silver Team. Yeah, because we 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 saw that coming too with him just being on reach. But 
And I think oh he's, man, he's, that he, would be yeah, that's exciting. I was gonna say that and he, and he's gonna be, me. Well, and he's gonna be in that like this really awkward position of like having to actually try to evacuate Halsey while hating her. But man, it'll be so cool when he's fighting next to Chief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, I'm into that. And I, 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 I'm, it says more about what they're doing with this season versus season one, where I think there is good on this. I think the writing is better. You and I both said, like, the writing's there. Like, we're starting to understand. I think they finally figured it out, like, hey, they're still learning because there's still all the Quan and the stuff on the rubble. But, like, the things that we wanted to see more of, we're going to get more, a little bit more of Sorum. We're going to get a little bit more We're gonna, of Silver Team, more Spartans. Wait, 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 a, more, little bit more, a little bit more of who? Soren? Played by? Uh, oh, yeah, of course. The great actor, uh, Bokeem Woodbine. Wonderful actor. And that's your one for the day. Yep. At least once once an episode, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, like, those... Th- it's just, but still, there's just things that they start to focus on. I'm like, why are we doing this? But it is. It's to pad a runtime where it's like, well, we need something here. So Chief is going to have dinner with... <laughs> With Perez's family. Or we're going to spend all this time figuring out why Soren's crew betrayed him when in reality we don't really care that much. Because <laughs> they're petty and they're pirates. Yes, they're fucking criminals. They're thieves. Of course they would betray him. I don't need to make that mental leap. Honestly, their reason for doing all of this being a little box of deuterium coins is really funny to me. And like you said, they didn't do shit. Nope. He got all the stuff, like, whatever. But, yeah, I think it'll be real interesting, and I wonder... I, I think this is a crucial episode, man. I really do. I think this is where I, I think we're probably either going to continue to enjoy the season or or be like, really, that's it? But Well, uh, I mean, they've been hyping the hell out of it, that's for sure. That's the one episode they've been talking about. And this has been the one that there's been, like, this episode in particular, I think, has been the one that's been the most, like, prominently featured because there's the poster with him with all the, like, ash and stuff from Reach. And it says, like, defend Reach or some shit like that. I can't remember. Yeah, this is is the middle of the season. This is the the hat that they're going to hang the entire season on. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see like the the Battle of Reach extend over like three episodes. That, really? Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's gonna be a one and done for sure. I think I we're would gonna, say I, I would I, give you two, but three might be pushing it. No, I'm gonna go three. I think it's it feels about right, and then four is like a recovery, hopeful, upbeat before we launch into the next season. I think that feels about right um because i don't think there's much else they can do after that we're obviously know, uh, gonna get the uh, the cortana reuniting i i she... feel like i feel like they they are going to lean a little bit on like the uh superhero action movie third act we have or finale we have to have a big third act fight so i don't know if they're gonna like I feel like there's going to be something in that final episode. Mm-hmm. I think what you said would probably be the most logical approach, but I don't know. I w- I would hope that what you're saying is right, because then that'd be like, oh, that was a pretty solid season. Uh, but uh, we'll see. But yeah, like I said, uh, you know, and obviously, like I said, we get to look forward to the reuniting of Cortana and Chief. I mean, we can't not have that. That's not I'm really, yeah, and I'm really interested to see 
if they're going to do that as the arbiter or not too cuz that that that's that's immediately where my head went and, and if i have to wager they're obviously going to make some try to play for the other half of the artifact oh yeah fuck that's in this too yeah yeah so i think that's inevitably how we wind up seeing cortana and chief get reunited is him going them like defending the artifact piece I mean, those two things being so yeah. close together can't be coincidence. Little checkups yeah. done. I mean, again, I'm looking forward to seeing Chief back in the suit and Silver Team. They've barely been out of the suit. I know, but I like it. It's cool. Okay. I want. I want to see Master Chief in the armor. Dang it! Yeah, and you're gonna see it with a bunch of uh, fire and smoke, so that they can occlude the, uh, you know, the CG. <laughs> yeah, I guess because mm-hmm. we can't figure out a way to make someone convincingly run fast. <laughs> not on a budget. <laughs> guess not. The I mean, last season they had a hundred million dollars. I got you know what? Just just because I'm petty like Ackerman, I have to figure. I I have to figure out see if I can find the budget for season two. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens uh, with the fall of Reach and. Um, Damn it. I thought I could get it by now. <laughs> I was trying to... Uh, it says between 200 and $250 million. So, there it's you go. It's not an insignificant chunk of change. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe Put sparks. Less, maybe less than a, a Disney Plus show. You and I will be back next week to discuss the fall of Reach. Here I mean, on. unless you take some sort of capsule after seeing too much Quan. And the episode is actually just called Reach. So there you go. Uh, We'll be back to review Reach on Halo P-O-D-S-T. And what do we always say at the end of these things? At the end of the game, the king and the pawn go into the same box. Yeah. Off panel, off job. With Jake and Tyler.